It's now time for the Billy C Show. Part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. Coming to you live from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening. I hope you're doing okay today. Uh, today's show, well, she's being brought to us in... She's, Jeez, you know, these, these producers these days. Uh, today's show is being brought to you uh, by my book, Tom Molino. From Bondage to Baddest Men on the Planet is available right now, where all good books are sold. And you can get a copy right now uh, going to Amazon.com or uh, BarnesandNoble.com. Check it out. All right. Let's get right to it. Um, first and foremost, if you're watching the show live, uh, come on into the chat room because we want you part of uh, our main topic today. Today, uh, will boxing and MMA, and, and honestly... Uh, all contact sports, uh, as we know them today, in uh, 2023, fastly approaching 2024. I can't believe that it's that. You know, I'm, I'm I, I, I still still think I'm stuck in the 80s. But uh, uh, will boxing and MMA and contact sports, as we know it, become extinct? That that that's my topic today. Uh, I'm going to kick the show off with that, and coming up in a little bit. I'm going to talk about the fight results from this past weekend, a couple of big fights that I liked, uh, the latest boxing news. Uh, we're going to break down the fight tonight between Shakur Stevenson and uh, Edwin D. Los Santos um, and a whole bunch more stuff. So let, let's get started right now. Here's my thoughts. Now, boxing, right? You know, uh, boxing, MMA, uh, football, you know, and, and when I say football, I know we got um, – uh, listeners and, and viewers in in uh, in Europe, and I'm talking about NFL football, American football. Um, you know, even maybe even hockey. You know, um, you know the problem we have today is that, and, and it starts with our youth. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's their problem; it's 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 the parents' problem. Everybody wants uh, to be so safe, right? Which uh, don't get me wrong; it, it's a good thing. Um, you know, like I was talking to Big George Mitchell today, uh, one of the best uh, cut men in the business. He was also a trainer uh, out of Long Island. And, you know, he's always said, uh, and a lot of other great uh, fighters, Larry, uh, Larry Hazard, uh, you know, he fought as, a, as an amateur. Of course, he's New, New Jersey uh, commissioner for a long time, uh, boxing Hall of Fame at the whole nine. He said the same thing. It's better to stop a fight too soon than too late, right? Um, but, but here's the thing. The way I see it, right, and you start looking at stuff, and um, you know, I, I you know, you, you watch, you know, uh, like if you're my age or even younger, you know, you used to ah that kid, you know, all he's doing is playing video games, video games, video games. Well, now that kid that uh, spent uh, all those uh, years playing video games and stuff, well, they're working at NASA, uh, the military, you know, they're 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 able to attack stuff with a joystick. You know, in the medical industry, you know, they're operating uh, 
these fantastic advances in medical technology, and they're looking at the screen, moving a joystick, right? Um, all of these things are happening, and, uh, um, uh, you know, it, it's being done with a computer. Well, you know, I, I have a feeling that uh, boxing is going to be um, the same thing. I think eventually, and before you started, I already heard this from my, my son-in-law, Lewis, this morning, you know, and I was telling him, uh, you know, what the topic was going to be, you know, and I start describing it to him, oh, yeah, this and that, and he says, yeah, they did a movie like that, you know, it's called Real Steel, you know, I know, I know, but, but my point is this, realistically, it's very possible that that's what the combat sports and contact sports are going to evolve into. Uh, us as humans, we don't want to inflict any hurt on anybody. And after after all, boxing's uh, uh, main objective is to render your opponent unconscious, right? Um, I think that someday you are going to see that, uh, that fighters aren't going to fight anymore. That a fighter uh, may, uh, you know, become the guy with some kind of joy. I saw the technology today. You move your hand and, and at hand, you know, I mean, you can... You could do all of the uh, all of the boxing games and stuff right now, um, based by your own movements. You know, um, so I I think that that it's going to come to that someday, um, hopefully uh, later, but but eventually it will, and I think that everything will be the same in terms of promoters and you know crooks and and you know interest and all that stuff, but instead of having uh, two human beings fighting and risking uh, permanent uh, damage, uh, whether it be uh, brain damage or physical damage uh, to one another. Uh, now you're going to invest money in equipment, uh, robots, if you will. Um, and, um, uh, you know, I, I mean, that kind of stuff, you know. And I think that um, I think that that's a very good possibility Um you know, uh, to to evolve into, and when it comes to other sports, um, football, let's say, I mean, the rules have changed so much. I mean, you can't tackle a quarterback very hard. I mean, they're throwing flags at, at a at a two hundred and sixty pound, uh, you know, linebacker charging through, getting through the blocks. Uh, running at full speed, which is, you know, 99 miles an hour practically, and the quarterback releases the ball, and these guys are expected to stop on a dime and uh, and not bump into the quarterback. Well, uh, a lot of times it doesn't happen. You know, I can understand, you know, body slamming them or, or you know, now they say if you land your body on them. You know, I mean, all this stuff, and it's just uh, it's crazy. But with the advances in technology, uh, specifically, uh, uh, you know, robotics and joysticks. I mean, I, I could see boxing specifically uh, go to that. And now my question is, um, is it going to be cheaper for a promoter to promote an event uh, using non-humans, using robots? I would think the, to the cost of having a robot um, of some sort um, would be expensive, plus the, the risk of damaging the equipment in the ring, similar to uh, a human being getting hurt. I mean, it opens up a whole thing. My, uh, so now I say, uh, is that um, uh, is that something that's feasible? I mean, would you watch it? Uh, would you lose interest? Um, you know, 
uh, we'll see what happens. You know, um, you know, I'm just uh, I'm just curious to know uh, what your thoughts are. I know um, I got uh, my man Team Batman in the, in the uh, chat room right now, and he he doesn't like crossover fights. Uh, he says they're a waste of time. Um, you know, the the thing is, is that um, a crossover fight with it, not using humans. Um, how would that work? You know, would it be rule based? Um, you know, because in, in with robotics, with a ro- with a robot in there, um, that particular robot would be able to do both types of combat sports. If you were talking about MMA and boxing, right? So, I mean, maybe there's no more crossover. Maybe it's just fighting, you know, and uh, the rules would be from bout to bout. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, he's saying he doesn't think it would ever, ever happen. Uh, I, I don't know about that. And, and, you know, I honestly think that with all the, the move towards safety and uh, which, again, I'm not I'm not knocking trying to save the fighters, but it, it's it's gone to the point now where. A fighter doesn't even want to lose a fight because they're not so much afraid to lose the fight per se to another fighter, but they feel that they lose all their value, that a promoter is not going to promote them. They won't have a chance for this, blah, 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 blah. Um, You know, you know, I just uh, I just I, I don't know. Curious to know what your thoughts are. Uh, pop into the chat room. Let me know. I'm going to keep moving. But uh, but I do think that eventually uh at some point that um that they will be extinct that they will that we will be replaced uh in the sporting world in the combat sport world and even contact sports that human beings will be replaced because uh nobody could complain that a machine uh is going to be damaged for the rest of their life you know are we going to consider it a life i don't know um anyway uh, and yes, I know there was a movie about that, but I, you know, I uh, I was actually thinking more from a technical spot uh, piece that uh, uh, you know uh, the game could change because of technology and the fact that it's so realistic and and the movements uh, could be so uh, realistic and you would eliminate the risk of. Uh, you know, knocking somebody out or, or hurting them. But uh, anyway, some fight results from this past weekend uh, out of Newcastle. Oh, here's another thing. I just want to say that it was pointed out to me that I made a typical Billy C. blunder, uh, murdering a name uh, last week. It wasn't so much the name I murdered. It's the name I got incorrectly. I was making a reference to the famous uh, race car driver who was uh, calling races and it made you know he a guy could be making a right turn at a light and, and he made it sound like it was the most exciting thing i quickly referred to him as jimmy stewart when indeed his name was jackie stewart okay and i knew jackie stewart i mean i didn't know him personally but i knew it was jackie stewart it's just that when i was live and i it came out of my mouth jimmy stewart came out of my mouth but i it was very nice of multiple people to correct me and uh i appreciate that because, you know, hey, I need correction too. Um, but from Newcastle, England, uh, on the zone, Eddie Hearn's uh, matchroom boxing uh, had uh, uh, a card that I'm going to talk about a little bit. It was called Next Gen, and it featured a lot of uh, young prospects. Um, I, let me tell you my general consensus of that card. 
all these fights, these kids were in tough. I loved it. It makes British boxing, uh, in my opinion, they're running the show. The, the fighters in Britain uh, and Europe in general, they're not afraid to fight each other. They're not afraid of having uh, the O and, and go. And when you see a fighter that uh, maybe he's a, a young fighter, 4-0 and or something like that, and he's fighting a guy, uh, three wins and 47 losses. You know, the, the, the initial comment I always hear is, ah, that guy can't fight. Well, wait a minute. If he's got 40 losses and he's got three wins, he's got 43 professional fights. If he's fighting a guy that's got four fights or a pro debut or something like that, that very well is a good test for that kid. You can't go by the record. See, that's the problem with the, the U.S. That's the problem with uh, boxing in the United States. They look at a record and they judge a fighter by the record. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a special program here uh, with, a, with a fighter who actually has a losing record. Um, and when you dissect uh, the career of this fighter, um, you could see where uh, a lot of those decisions were incorrect and um, subsequently, uh, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it, but we're going to have a, a, a good show about that. Um, so here's the fights that were on that card that I really enjoyed. Um, the main event was uh, number six super bantamweight, uh, Shabazz uh, Masood, uh, who improved to 12-0 uh, and 0 with four knockouts. He won a split decision against Jose Martin, who dropped to 34 wins, eight losses, uh, and a draw with 20 of his wins coming by knockout, 21. Um, the way the scores were, uh, one judge had it uh, 96-94 for San Martin. One judge had it 96-94 for Masood. And then uh, the plant judge had it 98-92 uh, for Masood. Uh, listen, it wasn't like that. It was a very close fight. Um, I, you know... I enjoyed it. It was no easy fight for Masood. He was obviously the promoter's fighter. He was the local fighter, and uh, he was in there pretty tough. There was two other fights. This card had a bunch of people that, you know, you never heard of, I never heard of. Um, but there was two fighters I watched on this card that I'm going to mention. And there are two fighters that I'm going to start to keep an eye on. See, I like doing that. You know, that's how I, I got turned on to Tyson Fury. You know, I watched him in one of these preliminary fights uh, in his third professional fight. And um, at the time we had, I, I've mentioned this story before, but at the time we had a, uh, an England uh, 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 contributor to the show. And he says, yeah, Billy C., you got to keep an eye on this guy, you know. And, and I did. And ultimately he became uh, a world champion. Um, so there's two fighters on this card that caught my eye, and I just wanted to uh, uh, mention them. Uh, you know, listen, both of them, don't get me wrong, both of them need a lot of improvement, a lot of improvement, um, but they also both had that it factor. You know, the it factor, you don't know what it is, but you have it, you know. Um, that's what I saw with these two. The first one I'm going to say is a middleweight. His name was Mark Dickinson. He improved to 6-0 and with two knockouts with a fifth-round uh, stoppage over uh, Grant Dennis, who dropped to 18-6. Uh, and six. Uh, Dickinson is, is a young kid, 24 years old. He's six foot two. Um, You know, I, I, the only thing I think he seems to have, uh, which may hurt him, and it's really no fault of his, but his neck is long. He's got this really long neck, which his head is kind of sticking out up there. 
reminded me of a rock'em sock'em robot. But uh, I think if if this kid could learn some head movement, because I tell you what, if he doesn't move his head, uh, you know, he's gonna get uh, as he moves up in, in in you know talent, fighting better talent, they're gonna they're gonna knock his block off just like a rock'em sock'em robot. Um, but if he can develop some head movement. Uh, this guy seems to have it all. He has some power, um, and uh, you know, uh, he's he moves forward. Uh, he's throwing punches. He's he's I, he's a guy I want to see again. You know, for a guy with uh, six knockouts, and, you know, he's only got two. Uh, I'm sorry, six wins with only two knockouts. Um, you know, he did stop uh, Dennis, which you could make an argument that it was a little premature. He was not really returning fire but he didn't seem like he was getting that hurt but the fight was stopped uh but nonetheless keep an eye out for uh uh brit mark dickinson middleweight um the other kid i saw was uh cameron vong he he won a six-round decision over john henry mascaro who improved to uh uh, he uh, Vong improved to two and zero with one knockout. This was a junior welterweight uh, fight. Um, Vong had just turned pro earlier this year. He's a fighter that you might want to uh, keep an eye on too. Uh, Mascara drops to to uh, five and five. There was another fight on the card. Uh, the name escapes me, but but here's here's what I got out of it. After the the, the hometown fighter got beat up. Okay, this was a guy that sold a lot of tickets and. You know, and man, did he he get beat up? And he fought this other cat who had substantially more uh, uh, fights than him, and the guy won. And they were doing a post fight interview, and uh, they bring Eddie Hearn on. And Eddie Hearn, you, I, I tell you, I tell you one thing. You know, you could say what you want about Eddie Hearn, but he clearly wasn't holding back his true feelings because it looked like he wanted to punch this guy for beating up his guy, right? And he said it. He didn't say he was going to punch you, but he said, you know, hey, I, you know, he goes, I, I, I didn't like the outcome. I want my fighters to win, but this guy's invited back anytime he wants. And the guy was so thankful. He's going, oh, I'd love to come back. I'd love to come back. And then Eddie Hearn turns to him and says, well, you're going to be in tougher than you are tonight. I mean, basically, he's telling this kid, yeah, okay, you want to collect a paycheck. We'll, we're going to put you in. We're going to put you in tough. Now, here's the thing. You could look at that two ways. I like to look at it if it's if I'm this kid and I, I I should have wrote down the poor guy's name. If if I'm him, what a great opportunity! You know that's half the problem in in boxing today. Fighters don't even get the opportunity. You know I, I know when I was doing some matchmaking uh, a couple of years back in Florida, um, you know you're looking around for a, a opponent, right? So you got a guy that's you know let's just say he's the A side, six and zero fighter. And they say, we want an opponent. Okay, you're looking for a middleweight. Okay. Uh, so you, you look around, you, you find a guy. Uh, well, we've got a guy that's uh, three and eight. Oh, no, 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 no. Three and eight. No, no, no. Well, here, we got a guy two and four. Uh, well, how did his wins come? Well, one knockout and one. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he's got, he, he got a knockout. No, no, no. We don't want him. You know, we got a guy one and six. Uh, one knockout. No, 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 no. What the hell you want? You want somebody that's like not breathing at all? You wheel them in? I mean, that's the problem. They're so overprotective. And I've said this many, many times. These fighters, these young fighters are getting nothing by by fighting fighters that don't stand a chance against them. You, If you were here in the beginning of the show when I said uh, the fighters over in England, 
which is why I think the British boxing carries the sport on its back is because not only are the fighters willing to fight other fight fighters that, you know, whether whether they are even in record or a, a young fighter fighting a fighter with a lot of experience, the fans don't hold it against them when they lose. So the value doesn't necessarily go down. If they have two fighters that are fighting each other and have a good scrap, you know, and, and you know, side A wins and side B loses the decision, the value of side B doesn't go down because the English fight fans will remember that side B fought a good fight and they might want to see him again. It wasn't his night. You know, that's the way boxing is and should be and always was back in the day. It's not like that now. It's not like that now because somebody would feel that they can't get uh, they can't get a good fight uh, unless if they lose a fight. They can't get a good fight if they lose a fight, you know, meaning a good money fight is what I mean. But uh, uh, anyway, um, some boxing news to talk about. It was made official today. Uh, Tyson Fury and uh, Usyk will be fighting. The fight originally was scheduled for December 23rd, um, but. Uh, as we all know, uh, that fight uh, uh, was canceled due to the Fury and Naganu fight, uh, which was extremely close. Uh, Fury took uh, way more punishment than was expected. He won a split decision, 10-round split decision. Uh, he was dropped in the third round. He suffered a, 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 a cut on his head, and his eye was uh, pretty banged up. And the result of that was the December 23rd fight with Usyk, was uh, postponed today they announced that that fight will be taking place on february 17th uh they said it's targeted at uh february 17th uh some comments today at the official uh, press conference tyson said uh tyson said Usyk, uh, you can run uh but the gypsy king is coming to get you this is my era your time's up your undefeated record and your belts they're going to be mine uh, Usyk said, I have no goal, only the way. My way is the undisputed. Uh, that's why this was the only fight for me. When the bell rings, I'll bring the fire. Um, you know, they had some uh, tussles and stuff. Um, you know, and and Tyson Fury was being himself. And uh, I, I loved what Usyk said. You know, he stands up and, he, and in broken English, he basically was saying, and I'll paraphrase because I, I don't recall it word for word, but basically he said, I don't have much to say. I'll do all my talking in the ring. And that was it. Tyson Fury. Da -da 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 -da, like a rambling uh, woman on cocaine. But, uh, uh, you know, I, the bottom line is uh, it's a typical uh, promotional tactic uh, between uh, fighters in today's sport. Um, but uh, it wasn't so much earlier in the week uh, when uh, an, uh, Usyk was interviewed and he said he wasn't fully convinced that this fight's going to happen. He said, only when I hear the bell ring will I be convinced that I'm actually going to be fighting Tyson Fury. He said, I'm not 100% sure. This is a quote from Usyk. He said, uh, I'll be sure when I'm in the ring, when I'm standing in one corner and Tyson Fury is in the opposite corner and between us is a referee in a white shirt and only when I hear the sound of the bell, that's when I'll understand that, yes, the game is on. I want this to work out. I want this fight to happen. The fact that it's been postponed is no problem for me. Uh, I'm satisfied. I don't care about material things. I care for the path I follow. And the path he said today was the undisputed championship. I'm looking forward to this fight.
Um, but uh, December 23rd was not a uh, date to just throw away because uh, uh, Frank Warren had promised us a really good card earlier in the week. He said the announcement was going to come. Well, it came yesterday. Um, there is The card is still going to be taking place in Saudi Arabia. By the way, the Usyk uh, Tyson Fury fight is in Saudi Arabia uh, as well. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was funny. I saw a comment on Twitter saying, you know, hey, because somebody told me earlier today I was talking on the phone with a, uh, with a boxing manager, and, and he said, you know, hey, this was great. I mean, all these promoters got together, and I said to myself, yeah, you know, that's, you know, that, that is kind of uh, odd for today's sport. And uh, Raging Babe on Twitter, she's, I don't know if you haven't met her, but she's a sweetheart, and she says, she says yeah, does it surprise you really? She said, the reason is none of these promoters are laying out a penny. It's in Saudi Arabia. They're throwing money at these guys. Of course, they're going to cooperate then. She hit it on the head. Raging babe. I agree with you 100%. Um, so anyway, this card on the 23rd, I, I love the lineup. I mean, um, you know, I listen, I'm happy to see that Yusick and Tyson Fury are getting in the ring. Love it, okay? But December 23rd, I, I can't wait for. All right? Check out this lineup if you missed it. Deontay Wilder, you know, I wish he was against Anthony, Anthony Joshua. They're both on the card. They're just not fighting each other. Deontay Wilder is against Joseph Parker. It's an interesting fight. It's an interesting fight. You know, we all know uh, Deontay Wilder is a one-trick pony, right? I mean, come on. If, if, if anybody that doesn't have the name of Deontay Wilder, if you think Deontay is more than just a power puncher, he's got no footwork. He's got no movement, which is footwork. He's got no defense. He doesn't even have a jab. We saw him throw a couple of jabs in his career, but, you know, he's, he doesn't have much up here either. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, is he's got a devastating right hand. I mean, freakish power, right? He's going against Joseph Parker. Now, Joseph Parker, you know, he's, he's kind of a hard cat to, to figure out. You know, um, he's, uh, I, I think that, if he could, you see, the thing about Deontay Wilder is that those punches are coming from so many crazy angles that people uh, get caught by them, and the power is just so devastating. I think Tyson Fury, uh, because of his defensive skill, was able to uh, anticipate where the punch was coming, and all he had to do was just, just move a little so that the punches didn't land flush, and Deontay leaves himself wide open. And uh, Tyson Fury, not really known for his punching power. Um, Joseph Parker, I would think, has equal punching power to Tyson Fury. Um, I think Joseph Parker's movement is going to be critical in this fight. And if Joseph Parker can land a jab uh, or, better yet, get in real close and, and you know, try to work the body. You know, that, that's one thing I don't understand about fighters that have fought Deontay Wilder. Why they don't get in and put their chin on his chest, so to speak, and work the body. That That's the way to uh, to beat him, you know. Um, give a shout-out to EMT Rick, uh, Juggernaut, Team Batman Boxing, all in the chat room. Uh, I'm glad you guys could join us. Love this fight. Uh, I think that this fight, the Anthony Joshua against Otto Wallen fight, I actually think that that might be a more competitive fight, the most competitive fight on this card. I say that reluctantly because anybody that's watched this show uh, and, and has heard me over the years 
knows that I was a big Anthony Joshua fan. A little disappointed that he hasn't seemingly got any better in terms of defense or anything else. Um, you know, he's a big guy. He, he's got power. Uh, he fights a little more cautiously today. Um, but, uh, but his defense, I mean, he just kind of, uh, his defense is not that good. Um, and he's taken on Otto Wallen, who Tyson Fury beat. But aside from that, Otto Wallen has done pretty well. I like this fight. And I think that Otto Wallen is a live underdog in this fight, uh, only because he does have some pop. And Anthony Joshua takes the punches. He, you know, uh, he, he gives up uh, room on his face to get hit. I like the fight. Dimitri Bivol against Lyndon Arthur. A decent fight. You know, Bivol, uh, you know, I think he's ready for some bigger and better things. I mean, uh, you know, I, why he's not in an elite fight yet, I don't know. I'd love to see him fight Canelo. Um, but uh, uh, in any event, uh, yep, and... Uh, uh, the religion of gravity made a, a great point too. Wallen's a southpaw, and uh, as we know, uh, southpaws have given uh, uh, AJ some problems uh, in the past. Good point. Uh, went right over my head on that one. Uh, thanks for uh, keeping me straight, gravity. Um, keeping me down. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this other fight, Daniel Dubois against Jarrell Miller. Uh, that's a good fight. That's a that's a that's two. I think. Uh, uh, along the same talent level guys fighting each other. Uh, I love this one. Frank Fr Sanchez against Junior Fa. Now, uh, Sanchez is a ranked fighter, uh, but uh, I, think that, uh, I think that he needs uh, a win over a guy like uh, Junior. Uh, Jay Opeta and uh, Ellis Zorro, a decent fight. And uh, I, I really like the uh, Her Hergervic fight against Mark DiMorari. Um, so it's a great card. Great card. Looking forward to it on the 23rd. Um, some other news. Uh, Francis Naganu. WBC ranked him number 10. How do you feel about that? How do you guys feel about that? Ranked at number 10. Um, you know, I, I, I feel torn between it. Uh, I was talking to my man Dave Selwyn today, and he's like, oh, why shouldn't he be? You know, for all intent and purposes, he beat uh, Tyson Fury. Well, I don't, I don't think he beat him. Uh, I think that fight, I, I think Tyson Fury eked it out, but I told you guys when I watched it, I, I scored it officially as a draw. Um, but, you know, does a guy, first of all, the fight was a novelty fight. There was no title on the line, which, thank God, right? Um, and, you know, it was sanctioned as a boxing match. Now, that falls on the commission. You know, the commission's... Um, shouldn't have done it. They, they. I, I forget the guy, but I remember if, uh, Triple G fought, uh, was trying to fight uh, someone. I forget who it was. I, it escapes me now. And the Nevada State Athletic Commission wouldn't approve it. And the reason they wouldn't approve it is they felt that this opponent, who who I believe was a top 10 guy, didn't have enough uh, experience to fight uh, Triple G. But yet, um, you know, right after that, they approved Floyd, you know who, against Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor never stepped foot in the in the ring, but the Nevada State Athletic Commission approved that, you know, as a fight. Um, same thing here; they approved the Naganu fight. As it turned out, it, it was it was an entertaining fight, even though the the uh, pay per views were terrible and no one thought it would be. But does he deserve a tie? He's ranked number ten by the WBC. Does he deserve that? 
I mean, one fight and it's not even a win. And he's ranked at number 10. You know, uh, my, uh, my, my buddy was telling me, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Rick, Rick uh, uh, thinks that should be other robots aside from boxing robots first. But uh, I won't. You have to come in the chat room to see what he said. But, uh, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that um, I, I'll tell you the reason. The real reason I don't think he should be ranked. OK, yes, he gave Tyson Fury all he could handle. Yes, he probably showed a better showing against Tyson Fury than more than half of Tyson Fury's uh, fighters. But here's my point. In today's boxing world, the, the way you get rated and everything else is a sham to begin with. I'm telling you how it is, okay? You know, what can you put in this hand for me to write your name in the, in the uh, rankings with this hand? You know, I mean, come on. Don't, don't let anybody bullshit you. The truth of the matter is, is it's all a bunch of bullshit, okay? There's fighters out there that should be ranked that aren't ranked. There's fighters out there that will never get a chance to be ranked. Uh, there's fighters that should be in the Hall of Fame that's not in the Hall of Fame. That's another story. You know, the truth of the matter is, is it's a knock on those fighters that are in the gym and working their butts off trying to get fights. And because they show a little promise, they can't even get fights because nobody wants to put their kid in with them because they're too good. And this is a guy that's taking tough fights and winning and doing all these things, and they're not ranked. That's the guys that a ranking for Naganu is screwing. They're taking that spot from a fighter who's working his tail off to get ranked so in hopes that someday he might be able to get a chance. And Nagano gets a fast track to a world title shot because that's, in a sense, what the WBC just did to Francis Nagano by giving him a top 10 ranking that makes him eligible to fight for a world title. Now, granted, in the heavyweight division in the WBC, they have one champion, his name, Tyson Fury. But fast forward, we all know Nagano, if he was smart, would fight another fighter. He's got a couple of big fights out there in the heavyweight division that are winnable fights that he can make some money um, and then be in line as a mandatory. In, you know, even, let's say, Usyk beats Tyson Fury. The fact that the WBC could make uh, him defend against uh, a, a fighter quicker than the other sanctioning bodies. I know Terrence Crawford's not going to agree with me because he didn't even hold on to uh, the IBF's version of the welterweight title uh, for, uh, um, for, for three months. And they already stripped them. You know, this is the problem with these sanctioning bodies. But Naganu gets a ranking number 10 by the WBC. Um, speaking of the WBC, this is another thing that kind of irked me a little bit when hearing about this. And again, I keep saying that boxing needs unity, not division. And these sanctioning bodies, they divide us up. The promoters, they divide us up. The fighters have to align themselves with a promoter who aligns themselves with a network, who aligns themselves with a sanctioning body. That's the way it is, boys and girls. Okay? If you don't know that, you don't know boxing. And it's sad to say, but it's true. And, uh, you know, that's the problem with the sport. It's spread so thin, and we don't even have enough fighters to begin with. It's not like it was back in the day. You know, read, listen, I want you to buy my book, but you want to read a good book that explains why fighters were better. The Rise and Fall of the Sweet Science. Uh, Mike Silver wrote it. Check it out. Um, the WBC 
used to support BoxRec. Now, I don't know if everybody out there knows this, but BoxRec is a, is a good tool to see, uh, you know, fighters' records and what have you. But it's not the official one. All the boxing commissions that are controlled by the ABC uh, uh, Rules of Boxing, the ABC Commission, which is kind of an unofficial official uh, overseer of all the commissions in the United States. Well, in order to get uh, a fight with a commission and to have them recognize a fighter's record if he's on suspension, they use a service called Fight Facts. And Fight Facts is the official uh, record-keeping service of professional boxing. And BoxRec is not. They do not look at BoxRec as official. But BoxRec is pretty close, and they've gotten, they've gotten a lot better. Um, the WBC has suspended their recognition of BoxRec. Now, why? I know you're saying why. Well, the reason why is because of the weight class called the bridge weight division. Now, look, back in the day, Jack Dempsey, uh, Mike Tyson, well, um, let's scratch that. You know, Jack Dempsey, Rocky Marciano, um, you know, they were not 200-pound fighters, right? And they were both heavyweight champions. The guy they called the giant, Jack Johnson, one of the greatest fighters of all time, was six foot one inch. I, I believe his actual height was six foot half an inch, but whatever. Let's say six foot one. He was considered a monster. You look at footage of him, I, I mean, he, he towered over a lot of his opponents. That's a baby today. You know, we're, we're, we're getting guys that are, I'm saying heavyweights are six four. Eh, they're short. You know, they're not big enough. You know, they're not six foot eight. They're not six foot seven. You know, six six, two hundred fifty 250 pounds. Lennox Lewis changed the complexion of the heavyweight division. He did. You know, he proved that a guy that's, uh, you know, over six foot tall, six foot five, over six foot five and weighs 240 pounds of chiseled muscle can fight. And he proved it. And if you and since his reign, look at all the big monsters we have in a heavyweight division. OK, but the heavyweight division still, in my opinion, should be 200 pounds and above. We don't need a, another weight class. We don't need the super heavyweight division. We don't need this bridge weight heavyweight uh, uh, division, bridge weight division, not heavyweight. Um, and because the WBC, which incidentally is the only one that has it, uh, the box rec doesn't recognize it. They they held their breath, stomped their feet, and they're not recognizing box rec anymore. And you know what I say? I say we already have the division for the bridge weight division. It's called cruiserweight. And, you know, every country loves cruiserweights, except for the United States. I don't know why it never hit here in the States. The cruiserweight division is the heavyweights of yesteryear. They got some guys that are in great shape, punching power, 200-pound uh, fighters. You know, it's, it's the largest, uh, aside from the heavyweights of today, it's the largest gap with a division, light heavyweight, the max is 175. So you go from 175 to 200, that's a 25-pound swing between a light heavyweight and a cruiserweight. You know, you know 176 pounds is a cruiserweight, right? So a 176-pounder could fight a 199.9-pounder, and that's a cruiserweight. That's a pretty significant difference. Now, in the heavyweight division, yes, you could have a guy that's 200 pounds, and uh, he could fight a guy that's 260 or 300, you know, fat guy. But, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that um, I, I don't think we need more uh, divisions. You know, I, I think we need better fighters. 
And I think uh, a young Mike Tyson today uh, fighting, uh, uh, you know, some of these bigger heavyweights. Like, like I'll give you an example. Tyson Fury, um, I, I think he's a tough one. I'm not so sure how Iron Mike would have did against Tyson Fury. I I would, off the top of my head, I'd pick Mike because I, I loved Mike Tyson. Um, and I think he could have gotten in. Um, but Tyson Fury, the way he's mastered leaning on his opponents and, and stuff like that really wears him down. But a guy like Deontay Wilder, I think Mike Tyson would have ate him up. Ate him up. You know, I think Tyson would have got in there and, just knocked this guy out. I don't. Th I don't think he would have been able to to fight him. Um, the Klitschko brothers. I don't think would have would have handled themselves too much against Mike. Um, you know, some of these other big guys. Uh, I'm not so sure how they would have handled against a young prime Mike Tyson. But the truth is the truth. You know, as the heavyweights are getting bigger and bigger, these big guys are going to rise to the top. And you know, the the argument is, well, what are, what is a 210 pounder? What does he do? You know, he fights in a bridge weight. You know, that's what that's what the WBC is saying. I'm saying, get us better fighters. Get us better trainers. We don't need rah-rah men, right? I say that all the time. You know, Juggernaut's asking a good question here in the, uh, in the chat room. Can Naganu beat Otto Wallen? You know, that's the thing. You know, Kenny, uh, can, can Naganu, did he have a, a, a career night? against a guy who clearly took him lightly. You know, how does he go against... I, I want to see him. You know, the fight I would want to see, to be honest with you, would be Nagano against uh, uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. I, th I think that fight is perfect right now. Right now. You know why? Because Deontay Wilder and uh, uh, AJ, two other fighters I would like to see Nagano fight, are already booked. So guess what? If I'm Nagano... Or if I'm working with Nagano, I pick up the phone, I call Andy Ruiz, and I say, hey, why don't we get on the Tyson Fury uh, Usyk card? You know, co-main event. Wouldn't that be great to see Nagano on that card? Don't be surprised if you don't see him on that card. But I, I'm saying to see him on that card against Andy Ruiz Jr. And if Nagano beats Andy Ruiz Jr., now we got to really say, okay, this wasn't a fluke. You know, uh, Nagano's got the punching power. Uh, you know, uh, as I was learned, uh, you know, he's never been uh, uh, knocked down, stopped, anything, okay? But his, his boxing ability, uh, you know, he's still learning. Andy Ruiz Jr. looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy, um, but he's a good boxer. He's very accurate with his punches, and he's got hand, his hand speed is pretty good. I'd like to see that fight. I'd like to see uh, uh, Andy Ruiz Jr., against Nuganu. That's the fight that, that we need to see uh, to, to really gauge uh, Nuganu. Uh, but, uh, but in any event, um, we got a fight tonight that um, uh, I want to break down right now uh, before we uh, uh, pack it in. I tell you, remember when we used to do the show two hours a day, five days a week, and uh, now it's like one hour, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, it's almost over. Um, tonight, which I like, by the way, I like the fact that they got a fight on tonight. I like, I think, you know, boxing should be on more than just uh, Friday and Saturday nights. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that uh, this fight is on, and I'm happy that it's on ESPN. What I'm not happy on is that Top Rank has a monopoly on ESPN, and, you know, we're probably going to have to listen to Bernardo Osuna tonight. But uh, uh, Edwin De Los Santos... 
uh, is taking on Shakur Stevenson uh, for the vacant WBC lightweight title. Um, Shakur Stevenson, uh, listen, if, if you guys watch this show, uh, my man Larry Hazard used to be on this show uh, on a regular basis. And um, if you go back a couple of years, um, Larry Hazard came on this show one day and he said, listen, there's a kid, um, you know, is, that you have to keep an eye on. His name is Shakur Stevenson. Keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him. And uh, I said, yeah, I will. And uh, uh, thanks for the accolades, Anthony, who's in the uh, chat room right now. I wish you guys would have been here a little sooner. You could have got in on my uh, boxing and robots thing. So go back and listen to the show and email me, Billy. Uh, you can email me at bill at billycboxing.com uh, or billy at uh, talkingboxing.com. But anyway, Shakur Stevenson has lived up to everything that Larry has said. He's a former junior lightweight champion. Uh, he was stripped uh, of his uh, uh, title uh, when he had a 12-round fight over uh, Robs uh, uh, Robson Conseco because uh, he didn't make weight. But when you look at this guy, 26 years old, Southpaw, um, out of, uh, he's fighting out of Texas now, but he was in Jersey. That's how my man Larry saw him. Five foot eight, uh, 68-inch reach. Um, you know, he had a couple of big wins uh, as a uh, junior lightweight. Um, Toka Khan Clary was a 10-round decision back in 2020. Uh, he also beat Jamal Herring uh, back in uh, 2021, stopped him in 10 rounds. And uh, he fought uh, Oscar Valdez, uh, who was 30-0 and at the time, won a 12-round decision last year in April. Uh, in junior lightweight, then the fight I told you about, he won that fight, but he got stripped of his title. And then he fought one fight at lightweight uh, against uh, Shakiro uh, Yoshino uh, and uh, uh, stopped him in a scheduled 12-round fight. He stopped him in six at the Prudential Center uh, in uh, Jersey. And that fight was in April of this year, which sets up uh, the Edwin Doss Liso uh, Santos fight. Uh, Dilo Santos is uh is also a young fighter uh they're the same exact size uh they're both southpaws which is always interesting to see in a fight because they're not really used to fighting other southpaws you know a southpaw usually has an advantage against an orthodox fighter because an orthodox fighter is not used to fighting a southpaw but the same is true with a southpaw they like the fight against a uh, an orthodox fighter because that's the guy that they're mostly fighting with in the gyms when they fight another southpaw it's like, ooh, this fighter's throwing punches from the same way I am. But he's uh, 24, same height, five foot eight, but he's got a two-inch reach advantage uh, over uh, Shakur Stevenson. Um, his only loss came at the hands of uh, William Foster uh, back in January of 22. He lost an eight-round split decision in Florida. Um He's got a, a, a nice win against Luis Acosta uh, in March of that year. Knocked him out in two rounds. Uh, and then he had a vicious fight in September of last year uh, against uh, Jose Valenzuela, who was 12-0 at the time. Um, this fight was, was a, a back-and-forth fight. Um, Venezuela was down twice, and uh, De Los Santos was down as well, and then came back and knocked out uh, Venezuela in the third round of a scheduled 10-round fight. 
a vicious fight. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And uh, he also beat uh, Joseph Adorno in his last fight, which was uh, as recent as uh, July of this year, um, won a 10-round decision, which sets up this fight uh, for Shakur Stevenson. Now, um, I think that uh, De Los Santos brings some pop to this fight uh, that uh, maybe Stevenson hasn't faced uh, in a while. And I do think, ever, and I do think that um, uh, it's going to be a competitive fight. How do I think it's going to go? Well, I think when it's all said and done, I think Shakur Stevenson is the real deal. Uh, my man Larry Hazard told me about this kid before he turned pro, and everything he said about him has seemingly come true. And from what I've seen of Stevenson, like I said earlier in the show about some young fighters to keep an eye on, uh, Shakur Stevenson has that it factor. And whatever it is, it's going to win tonight. I'm picking Shakur Stevenson uh, in a fight that he will win uh, a decision. Um, I don't know if he's going to knock. I don't think he's going to knock out Santos. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I do think he's going to um, he's going to put on a boxing lesson. Um, Stevenson's able to uh, uh, move and and hit quickly and get out of harm's way. And I think you might end up seeing. Uh, 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 De Los Santos get frustrated chasing him around the ring and uh, Shakur Stevenson uh, uh, picking his shots um, so uh, uh, that's my uh, thoughts there um, and uh, okay so we, a couple of quick questions I'm going to comment on that are in the chat room uh, Juggernaut you know now he's, he's, he's picking my weakness he knows uh, I'm a football player. who's going to win between the Bengals and the Ravens um, listen the Ravens, I mean, the Bengals started off a little slow. They seem to have hit their stride. But the Ravens are one of the top teams in the NFL tonight. I'd, I'd go with the Ravens uh, easily in this, in this fight, in this game. Um, I, I like the Ravens tonight. Um, let's see. We got, uh, did, we, did anybody say who would win uh, between uh, Miller and, uh, you're talking about Gerard Miller and, and David um, Dubois? Um, Daniel Dubois, I'm sorry. Um, I, uh, I, I, we, we didn't say. We talked about the fight. We said it was going to be a, a competitive fight. It's an interesting fight. I, you know, um, I, I'm not sold on Jarrell Miller. You know, I, I think Daniel Dubois was, was, was brought up. Uh, he was, uh, might have been rushed a little bit. Um, I, you see, that's a problem with boxing today. You know, fighters are coddled, and they have these great-looking records, and then they get into a real fight, and they lose, and then people say, oh, they were exposed, you know? So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, who? Do, let's see. Who do you have as your NFL MVP halfway through the season? Uh, oof, that's a tough one. The Jets? No, <laughs> I'm a Jets fan. But, um, you know, that's a real tough one. I, you know, I... I, can I can I can I give you a team um, because uh, and I think EMT Rick is going to enjoy my answer here. Um, you know I think you got to give a lot of credit to the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know I, I'm an Alabama fan, so I I, I like Tua. Um, I think that he's uh, uh, he's he's proven a, a lot. You know I 
You know, I mean, nobody's really jumping out and 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 owning the NFL this year. Uh, there's no no one player. You know, after watching Brees Hall uh, for the Jets uh, have a, a banner game, I would have been like, oh yeah, this guy's great. And then all of a sudden, he doesn't you know he doesn't do anything. You know, I, Garrett Wilson or the Jets, I, I see him uh, make some great catches and I see him drop some. You know, um, you know, so I don't know. I you know, defense. I I tell you. Uh, uh, one of the guys, uh, you know, Williams, the Jets linebacker, uh, Kuhn Williams' brother, you know, um, I, I agree with uh, Juggernaut. The the NFL, listen, what you're seeing with the NFL, he's saying it's competitive halfway through. No, what you're seeing is continuity in the NFL. And that's what makes the NFL good. The salary cap uh, that they have in the NFL keeps the, the playing field level. One team, there's a couple of teams I can't stand in the NFL. I can't stand the Jaguars because I don't like Trevor Lawrence. That's number one. And I know he's good. You know, I don't, I, the, my worst two teams in the NFL is the New England Patriots and the New York Giants. Uh, those two teams I can't stand. And I'm not a big fan of the Bengals. I'm not a big fan of the, the, the Jaguars. But every other team, I mean, I, you know, I enjoy watching uh, Kansas City. Uh, there's something about the bill. I like. I love Josh Allen, um, and I wanted him to be on the Jets. Uh, I I follow a lot of college football, and um, you know Josh Allen. I watched when he played for, for Wyoming, and uh, I prayed and prayed and prayed that the Jets would pick him. And you know we all know who we got, but uh, no, not not Wilson. Wilson we picked after Trevor Lawrence. We picked Sam Darnold way before uh, uh, um, Josh Allen, but. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, uh, <laughs> he's with me on the Giants. I never liked the Giants. Yeah, well, uh, the Cardinals, um, the Cardinals beat the Cowboys. When did the Cardinals beat the Cowboys? Uh, uh no, no. I, did I miss something? When did the Cardinals beat the Cowboys? Am I being an idiot here? Uh, I, I, uh, I, I didn't catch that one. Um, no, the Cardinals beat the Broncos. Um, yeah, okay. No, not yet. They didn't. Cardinals, they have two wins. I, they just got their court. They just got their quarterback back. I must have beat uh, the Cardinals. Beat the Cowboys. The Juggernauts telling me the Cardinals beat the Cowboys. Did I miss something? Uh, the last game I saw the Cowboys, they ate up the Giants. That was their last game. So, I don't know. Maybe they did beat the Cardinals. I don't know. I'm still a disgruntled Jet fan. Hey, listen. Enough talk about football. It's a boxing show, but it's over. So, uh, listen, I, I appreciate you guys stopping in. Uh, next week, uh, my topic is going to be, so here's something that you can start to, uh, uh, did they really? I missed that one. He's, he's telling me the Cardinals beat the Cowboys 28-16. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um I uh, I didn't catch that. I must have I must have uh, uh, I must have missed that. Um, but I obviously missed it. Um, but uh, uh, next week my topic is going to be which country produces the best professional boxers. Now now it's 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 kind of a question you got to think about because I'll tell you right now if you look in the records. The United States has produced the most world champions, okay? But are they the best fighters? Let's let's talk about today. We're talking about today. You know, in the last 20 years, 
you know, uh, which country has produced the best boxers. And the United States, you got to put an asterisk because there's a lot of fighters that come to the States that fight as a United, you know, as an American and their um, backgrounds are, are from other countries or, you know, they immigrated here or something. So, um, you know, I mean, back in the day, if we were talking about, I mean, there was a lot of great Italian fighters and, and Jewish fighters back in, in, in the day, um, you know, and, uh, you know, lots. And of course, uh, uh, you know, all the best fighters, uh, most of them were, were African-American fighters back in the day. Um, so, I, I mean, it is what it is. The best uh, fighters of uh, that ever laced on a pair of gloves, uh, you know, uh, and uh, not only was he an American, he was a New Yorker, and of course, I'm talking. Well, as far as I'm concerned, he was a New Yorker, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, you know. But uh, anyway, listen, I appreciate. It. I'm glad Juggernaut uh, straightened me out uh, with the uh, with the Cardinals. Well, I'm I'm happy to hear that the Cardinals beat the uh, Cowboys, but I was more happy to see the Cowboys destroy the Giants. But uh, anyway, listen, think about that. Uh, you could drop me an email, or make sure you tune in next week. Uh, to uh, get your thoughts, you know, give me your thoughts in the chat room. I'll give you my thoughts, and I'm going to give you some statistics uh, of why. And another show we got coming up in the beginning of December uh, is going to be an interesting one. Uh, Big George Mitchell, uh, who's a, uh, a top-rated uh, cut man uh, in the sport of boxing, also his trainer. Um, we're going to throw some, some uh, situations at him, uh, or he's going to throw them at us. Uh, how you would score it, uh, how you would score it, if it's a knockdown, if it's a disqualification or whatever. So he's going to come up with some of that stuff. We may have some other guests on at the same time. All of that's coming up. We're getting back into the swing of it. I just hope boxing uh, can stay uh, on the up and up. And, and I pray every day that fighters will actually fight, managers will actually manage, and promoters will actually promote. Because if all of that happens, boxing might not be that bad. Might not be that bad. All right, boys and girls, thanks for tuning in. And make sure you tune in next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, ciao, baby.